Behind every bit of mom wisdom is a story. A story of a real mom and real kids just trying to love each other well. Whether you're cozied up on the couch with a mug of coffee, pulling out of car line and heading to work, or out for a walk, you're welcome to join us as we share stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the I'm Mom Podcast. Welcome to the I'm Mom Podcast. I'm Abby with Chloe and Susan and Megan. Happy New Year. And we are just excited to start a brand new year of uh, sharing mom wisdom and friendship and all that good stuff. Mom confusion. That's also, yes, <laughs> you're, you're right. I said wisdom, but that comes from the confusion too. Um, so as much as we like to be needed as moms, ultimately we are trying to create kids who don't need us as much, or as some people m- might say, you know, you kind of work yourself out of a job when you're a parent. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So today I want to talk about self-reliant kids and creating a self-reliant child. And one of our writers, one of our staff members, Mary Jo, she shared this story about her son and how, you know, she was sitting in the living room. He was in the kitchen holding this plate with like a couple pieces of like frozen bread on it. And he's like, Mom, how long should I microwave this? And she's like, I looked up at him and I thought, this is a, he's almost as tall as me. He is able-bodied, able-minded. He's a sound young man. He should be able to figure this out for himself. But it wasn't the first time he had asked her these microwave kind of questions. (laughs) Like, how long do I microwave pizza? How long do I put this soup in the microwave? Can I microwave my underwear? (laughs) Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, And so she said, um, she realized he kept asking these questions because she kept giving him the answers. He Easy. didn't have to think oh, of it. Yeah. Exactly. And she said, finally, her answer to him with the, the bread was, your guess is as good as mine. Ooh. Because, I mean, think about it. When we put something in the microwave, for the most part, we're just kind of guessing. That's and so then true. you <laughs> open it and you check and you're like, oh, it needs longer. Or, oops, now it's molten lava, you know. Yeah. Um, and so she said he kind of like gave a shrug, put the thing in the microwave, punched in the number and just waited. And I thought, this microwave situation it's not life or death but it's a great example of how her son could have thought for himself experimented and learned and she kind of learned along the way too that maybe this is something I should have started earlier but you know great now it's it's a new way for him to be self-reliant so when we give our kids these small ways to practice self-reliance Um, we empower them to grow into making these bigger and more important decisions. So that's what I want to talk about today is how we, whether our kids are five, uh, 10 or 17, how we help them grow in self-reliance. So I guess my question for the group then is how are we at this? Are you good at this? Are you bad at this? I mean, it looks different. It looks different actually for all of us. Mm -hmm. Susan, as the mother of adult children, Mm -hmm. like how you support or don't support them in their decisions. Megan with, uh, you know, a three-year-old and a newborn. Um, So what do you guys think? What's your experience with letting your kids kind of fend for themselves? So James teacher, he's in, he's in pre-K three. So it's, it's a bunch of really young three-year-olds. And the best thing that I think she said to us on the parent teacher night at the beginning of the school year was, don't do for them what they can do for themselves. And I was like, well, they're three, like they can't do much for themselves. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm just now like teaching him to put on his own clothes and go to the bathroom by himself and everything like that. But she was so cute and so great. She was like, they are old enough. They can put on their jacket. You just have to let them try and let them figure it out and maybe help them figure it out. But 
once they figure it out, don't do it for them. If there's things, if they can get a snack for themselves, put it low enough so they can get it. And it just kind of changed my mindset because I was thinking like, he's a three-year-old. He really can't do much, but they even at school have this little coat club. And if they learn to put on their coat themselves, they get to be in the coat club. I thought you said Coke. Anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? what? Coat. I thought you said Coke, like Coca-Cola oh, or coat. I, don't know what. Coat. <laughs> I live up North. We wear coats up here. <laughs> what, yeah, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think to your, to your point, Megan, every, I think every parent should at some point go and like observe a preschool or kindergarten class because, when I went in and watched mm-hmm. my kids in kindergarten, I'm like, they can do that. What? Oh, wow. Because yeah. the teacher right. can't do 24 for every kid. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, I interrupted. What else, what else were you going to say? Well, no, I was just going to say it was just a great reminder for me that he can do little things and he mm-hmm. does need to start learning. And it was just, she, she just had such a great reminder to all of us of, don't do for them what they can start learning to do themselves because they need to start learning even though they're only three. I just think it's important to remember that your child is not going to do what you do for them. Mm. They're just not. So you have to be thinking about that all the time. I think uh, when we went from three to five kids, my kids had to be a lot more self-reliant. So so mm. sometimes it's hard if you only have one or two kids because you can do it for them. You, end, you can do it. But when you have multiple kids kids just like a teacher it's kind of like no you can do that i gotta help this child with this yeah Mm -hmm. um so i do think it starts at a really young age because then they get excited when you praise them that they can do that you know they can put on their pajamas start with that first instead of their school clothes because it's just easier pajamas um and they're not in a rush when you start with their pajamas but then when they get older i think another thing that has come into play that maybe the last generation didn't have to deal with is, is this Google thing. Our kids are becoming so used to asking rather than thinking Mm -hmm. because they can Google everything. Why would I bother to figure it out when I can Google it, you know? And so it's, it's a little tougher because their immediate response is, ask yeah well and even googling it is maybe a little bit better than just going mom what's the answer to this like at least they're you're right it's not ideal but at least they are taking it into their own hands to get the answer my mom and I just went on a girls trip to New York and I was trying my best to take moments to just look at the signs around me and not just look at my apple maps (laughs) because I did start driving after you know you'd print off the map quest i remember my parents printing off map quest but yeah. for the most part i've had an iphone while i'm driving um and so i was trying really hard to do that and my husband is 32 but is in like a 50 year old's body and 50 year old's mind he's like well i remember when i had to pull out my map and, <laughs> and look i'm like okay great like that sounds dangerous so i think we've advanced in that way but that's something i've been trying to like challenge myself with is like can I get places by not just like looking at my phone and having someone tell me where to go, mm-hmm. but like actually figure it out myself? It's yeah, something I hadn't had to do really a lot. I was just talking to my dad about this the other night. He and I drove um, to get something that I was buying off of Facebook. And I, I, he was like, well, I'm just going to go and get on I-75. And, da, da, da. and I was like, well, let me check ways just to see if you know there's a traffic jam or yeah. whatever. And he's like, fine. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, you know, I just heard a little factoid that using 
using MapQuest or Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever is a detriment to you as you age and that it's like to not use those things helps ward off Alzheimer's and things like that Mm, because your brain has to work in like whichever way that is to figure out the route and to remember a route and and all Mm. that. So I think it's also uh, super important as your kids age just for um, time management. Mm. In other words, if you have a high schooler and they need a clean uniform or something, you know, the football team sends all the everything home. You got to have it washed for the game or whatever, and they forget to give it to you. You have to be willing to let them pay the consequences mm-hmm. of. Oh no, I can't do that in a rush. You either have to do it yourself, or you have to wear it dirty. Yeah. So the part of the becoming self-reliant is that time management of knowing what you have on your plate and when to get it done versus relying on somebody else, delegating. Yeah. We're creating a lot of little managers instead of actual mm-hmm. you know, workers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just delegate to their parents. So, Susan, like, did you guys have, as your kids were growing up and, and going through their teen years, did you and Mark have a plan of like, okay, they're not going to live with us forever. We're going to cut off support at a certain point like as far as creating self-reliant young adults and what do you do to to get to that point I hope Megan can answer if I came across if I got this across but my dad taught me that college was my job mm. and he was literally paying me to go to school because my dad did pay for our schooling you know outside of getting like bright futures or whatever you got back then but uh So we knew that the whole purpose of college was to get a job because after that, he wouldn't be paying for anything. So I try to drill that into my kids. You know, there's there's a purpose for college. I want to have fun, but you have to get a job at the end of this. And we've saved our money to help you um, do this. So it's a 40-hour week job for you. You better Mm -hmm. be studying. You better be putting in the time 40 Mm -hmm. hours a week. And if you do, you're going to pass and you're going to do well because you're only in class 15 hours a week. So if you're studying 35 hours a week, you're going to do just fine. Yeah. Um, So I don't know, Megan, do you think that came across? Did you get that? You did well. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever think, Megan, I mean, I'm guessing you just always kind of wanted to go away to school or whatever, but did you ever think about uh, once I'm 18 or once I'm 20, I'm not going to be able to live here anymore. Was that ever a thought? Oh, I was told after college, once I graduated college, I had to have a job. I was off the payroll. So like I had to have a job. I had to be able to sort myself and find a place to live. And so I was very aware of that my junior and senior year when I was looking for a now, job. That being said, all my kids have circled back at different yeah. times in their life. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's fine. And we have plenty yeah. of room, so we let them do that. Yeah. But we do have a rule about that, too. Like the first year is free. If somebody really starts camping out, then they start at a certain amount. And, and that's just to pay for wear and tear in the house, air conditioning, things like sure. that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super low because we still want them to save money to move out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've definitely had kids sell houses and move back yeah. or deploy and their wife moves back. <laughs> <laughs> I moved back in with my parents after my divorce just because we sold the house. And I was like, well, can I move in for a little while yeah. just to you yeah. know have your support, but also save up some money? And my mom, just the other day, somebody told me that, that my mom was talking to her about this. And my mom told her that was the best year and a half of my life. Yeah. My, like my mom yeah. so loved fun. it because the boys were little. And so she got all this extra time. But yeah. that's kind of off topic. I think that. For me, as far as like how I do, because I'm definitely, my kids are at the age where we are in the thick of this, like building that self-reliance. And I think I help my younger son 
more when it comes to cooking or things around the house because I see him as the baby. And the big one, I'm like, you can do this. This would be a great help for me. He can make lunch for his brother and that causes feuds and everything. But then on the other hand, I've also let him start doing things earlier. earlier. So I don't know if it balances balances itself out or or what like they both started they both went from taking a bath to taking a shower at the same time mm-hmm. not showering together but you know, at the same <laughs> yeah. age and so now he's in the shower you know washing his own hair and and doing all that so I'm hoping that kind of balances uh, all that out and I will say we do have on iMom I don't know the URL but you can put in the show notes a, a checklist for what mm. you know what to start teaching your child like 14, 15 mm-hmm. in preparation for when they go to college yeah, yeah. because they're going to have to do their own laundry they're going to have to be able to find their way around check- yeah check stuff. Well, stuff. and I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was going to chat about this later, later, but let's talk about it now. The life skills that your teen needs mm-hmm. before leaving home. And this mm-hmm. is definitely like self-reliance. So there's the obvious like cooking skills, um, and budgeting. Like I, oh, wow. yeah. man, did you ever, Megan, uh, you were at Florida a few years after me at UF a few years after me, but were the credit card pushers like still oh in the, um, whatever it was called? I have no idea what you're talking about. Like people you know, want you to sign up for a credit card. Yeah, they wanted you to get a credit card. Yes, you used to get applications all the time. They probably came more to home than yeah. to your. Yeah, I don't remember address. that. Oh my yeah. goodness, I remember yes. like I'll give you this free T-shirt with a gator yes. on it if you sign up yeah. for a credit card. Here's a pack of highlighters, and I'm like, in <laughs> hindsight, I'm like, what were you thinking, oh my Abby? Gosh. Like, go spend the two dollars on the highlighters and save your credit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and like not even knowing what credit, like how it actually works right. to pay it off right. and everything. Yeah. Did you have things, Chloe, like as you were getting ready to leave, that your parents were like, oh man? We got to get this in before she goes. Yeah, definitely stuff with my car. My dad just kind of wanted me to know what to look out for, things like that. Budgeting, I really feel very blessed. I have parents who are very wise with their money. Um, I didn't take a financial course until I got married. My husband and I did uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And it was was really nice to do it together. But um, definitely like was not allowed to have a credit card or things like that. And my, and my parents talked to me about about things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now we did make our kids get a debit card. Yes, I early, early, um, yeah, early right before they started driving and yeah. learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happens if they overdraw it? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's that a big, good. Yeah. That big uh, fee it cost you 25 bucks. Yeah. yeah, and everything's in the red and <laughs> yeah. I I know there a friend of mine tells the story of not knowing how to do laundry and he thought fabric softener was detergent, detergent. Oh, and gosh. so washing his clothes and fabric softener he's like it smelled good they were soft but they were not clean <laughs> yeah. yeah I think the hard thing is moms are so busy it's so hard to teach our kids stuff. it's just easier to do it ourselves mm-hmm. you know it's just easy yeah. to do it but I I would not do things for my kids like turn their shirts inside out mm. I said if you take your shirt off and put in the dirty laundry inside out this is when I was still doing their laundry then you will get it back in your basket inside out so just learn it's just as easy to take it off the right way same thing with socks I would not match socks things like that I said nope you've got more time than I do you can do this and I feel like Susan you're such a like natural consequences person like at least in your parenting like from some of the stories you've shared and I feel like maybe part of teaching our children to be self-reliant is allowing for those natural consequences to come Yeah. yeah I think a lot of us 
step in the way of our kids becoming self-reliant because it means they won't need us anymore. You know, maybe right. subconsciously we're like, well, I like to uh, to help them do this because then I'm still mom and this is my identity and, and I want to be, hmm. I want to be needed, especially if you do have a little bit more time maybe. And you're like, well, then if they don't need me, what am I going to do? Wow, that's I think really that's, point. that's yeah. hard. I think even too, uh, on top of self-reliance, what it opens their eyes to is, oh, wow, if I don't do it, then mom is having to work harder or dad, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else is having to do it for mm-hmm. them. And so you do, I have stepped into people's homes and seen moms who are literally running themselves ragged um, instead of, and their kids are watching TV. And I just think, you know, um, we're doing ourselves a disservice and them in the future. I think, oh gosh, who are they going to marry? Their poor spouse. (laughs) Because it teaches them, okay, your actions and your lack of action have consequences. Right, exactly. I think it really depends on the child too, because uh, like my older son is very much like, Okay, I have to, what do I have to pack for school tomorrow? I'll get this bag mm-hmm. together. And so when I do something for him, like, hey, hey, I put out your uniform for you. And he's like, thank oh. you. Thank oh. you for doing that. <laughs> Meanwhile, the little one's like, mom, did you put out my uniform for right. me? <laughs> um, but I mean, he's thoughtful in other ways and all that. But it's it's like you need to kind of cater the, the service depending yeah. on the child, too. Um, so what can a mom do to teach her child to be self-reliant? What are these little things that we can do? Um, one of them, and I think this goes along with how we get in the way, is that we have to be willing to invest time in it because it takes more time. Mm. We have to be willing to watch them struggle, which mm. most of us don't want to do because it's frustrating and it's a lot faster if I put the toothpaste on the toothbrush for you. Um, and, and that's hard. You know, it's hard for us to watch them get frustrated. Um, but I I think that when you get to see them have a victory, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. This is so funny because I talked about this very thing with one of my employees yesterday. He's managing more people. And I said, you know, the problem is you've got to level up and take the time mm-hmm. to teach other people. Because if you just do it yourself, your people never learn it. And you never you never level up mm-hmm. to the strategy type yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the mom. It takes the time. But in the long run, it pays off. And yeah, got to do it. There's, um, we have a brand new calendar out right now that will help your child grow in these different character traits. And two of them, one of them is persistence and one of them is diligence. And those two things, like when I first saw the calendar, I was like, well, is that the same thing? But it's really not. Mm -hmm. So to help your child grow in, in those two characteristics, I think lead to a a more self-reliant kid. And what I love about this calendar, I'm going to plug this calendar because I think this is, you know, we, we, we. If you've ever been a teacher or known a teacher well, they spend the first quarter almost of the whole year reviewing old things. And that just builds the child's foundation. And if we did this with character every year, our kids would have these character Mm -hmm. traits. And what I love about this calendar is every month is a different character quality and has all these different resources to build character in them. It's a de- there's a definition card, there's a verse card, there's um, a challenge question, and you talk about that with your kids the whole month, like self, whatever the character quality is. Yep. And then at the end, they get a little certificate you can do. And you don't have to do all that stuff, but it's still great to hang that and say, hey, we're working on um, you know generosity this month, and we're working on this, and to do it every year. Yeah, I love that idea, too, that you can, like you like to say, wash, rinse, repeat. Is yes. that the right order? Yes. Wash, rinse, repeat. Okay. Um, and then, and then when you do it the next year, you don't repeat it in the same way because no. they're a year older, mm. and so you get to kind of experience 
what diligence looks like to a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a 10-year-old, and it changes. And then your habit building, you mm. know? Oh, remember, we're working on diligence. That means, yeah, that's right. That that homework thing, if I do it before I go play, I have more fun because I don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. And it comes with a sheet that you can print on, what is it, sticker paper, right? Yes. Is that, yes. And then you can cut out the little stickers. And if there's a day that your child shows diligence really well, you can stick it on the calendar and mark it. It's the it's called building character in kids, and that's what you're doing systematically every single year mm-hmm. is building character qualities. I love mm-hmm. it. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes, of course. And it's a perfect time to do it. If you're listening to this yes, episode when it comes out, it's time, it's time. <laughs> Um, another way to teach your kids to be self-reliant, I think, is to encourage decision making. You know, like if you never let your kids choose between this and that, then they don't know that they, they don't build the confidence that I can mm. decide this for myself. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think we avoid decision making in kids because uh, they might decide something that we don't want. But, you know, then you give them you give them the option that we're both as a win for you. Right. Yeah. Right. So in Mary Jo, when she told that story about the you know, her son and the microwave and everything, she's, the words she said, she's like, your guess is as good as mine. And that led her to kind of think of other phrases, other things that when our kids ask questions or when they try to need us for things that we want them to do themselves, these little things that we can say to them. One of them is figure it out. And it sounds a little harsh, yeah. but it's, it's true. It re- reminds me of... Um, did you guys watch Project Runway ever? Uh, yeah. Tim Gunn, he says, make it work. Uh-huh. Like I say that to the boys all the time, like make it work. That's and, good. you know, it means I've given you what I can give you. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn to to figure it out yourself. And, you know, there's all these like problem solving clubs at school, like whether it's robotics or a debate club or I was in one as a kid that was like creative thinking and strategy and problem solving. Um, and kids embrace that and do those things. But then when they get home, we offer solutions instead of making them figure it out on their own. So mm-hmm. it's like, are we are we making them take back, backward progress? I've often stopped, you know, if a child needed homework help or whatever, stopped in the middle and stepped away from the table and said, I feel like I'm working harder than you mm-hmm. on your work. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to step, step away and just let you yeah. Work on it a little. Yeah. If you have a problem, check back with me. Well, and there's so many opportunities for that, whether it's homework or, you know, if the power goes out and they want you to reset the alarm clock in their room, you say, well, well, nobody has an alarm clock in their room, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like stuff like that where, or organizing their own backpack, you know, let mm. them do the things, figure it out. You can do this. Let them do the things that aren't life or death, like the microwave. And then another one is let me know. So like, let me know what you decide. Let me know how it goes. Um, because this this would be good for like decisions where they're debating something. You know, Mary Jo said, you know, my daughter was thinking about joining the yearbook club. And instead of me deciding for her, she said, well, let's talk about the pros and cons. And then hey, you let me know how it goes. Let well, me know what you decide. Mm-hmm. And that gives them the, um, we're giving our kids more say in what happens in their lives and encouraging that independence yeah. there. Yeah. I'd say one other thing. I have a very creative child who, because she was a creative, she was very messy early in life. And then this switch flipped in her head and she was just so fascinated with organization. But it used to drive me nuts because she was so artistic. She would literally want this huge calendar. She would color code it. Mm -hmm. She needed all this stuff. She spent almost as much time sometimes on her calendar as her homework. And while it frustrated me, it was life-changing for her because 
because it was a creative process yeah. for her now, she was interested in it. And she still does it to this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's actually in a creative field where that has yeah. become beneficial. So she has organized major people in her company. I mean, right. so do let them become self-reliant in their, in own, their own way, way. not mm-hmm. necessarily what's right for you. I think that's a great point. So tell us how you help build self-reliance in your kids. What's the biggest struggle that you're facing right now? And there's a link in the show notes to that character calendar. There's also one to that article about 10 life skills your kids need before leaving home. So check out all of those in the show notes. And thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.